0: Thank you ladies so very much uh for joining us tonight our co-host alicia Lockett is she's in traveling with her family but um i just wanted to invite and welcome you all to life's uncertain journeys weekly podcast where we engage our listeners in real talk about these troubled times that we live in mm-hmm. but from a biblical perspective The reason for that is because we believe that the Bible actually speaks of our day and has all the information that we need to get through it victoriously. I'm Nadine Davis and I'm gonna be your host tonight. Um, And just wanted to give a few uh, housekeeping notes, please. Um, If you could mute your mics and that'll help to minimize any uh, background noise. But once we're into tonight's conversation, just remember to turn your mic back on so that we can hear you. I know oftentimes I forget to do that. But um, I also would like to uh, welcome those of you that are watching uh, via Facebook or listening via the internet. Welcome also to those that are listening from uh, one of our podcast sites. Uh, please feel free if, to download any of our episodes that you like, and I pray that you're blessed and encouraged by it. And you can feel free to leave a comment or a question or email us at lifesuncertainjourney at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, this is a live and interactive Christian podcast. We actually record each podcast here in our live Zoom recording studio, as I call it. <laughs> And if you'd like um, to join us live, uh, just visit um, our website and you'll find a link there that you can use to uh, get into our live Zoom podcast. Also, we have a Life's Uncertain Journey YouTube page where you can go if you want to see any of our previous podcasts. And we would invite you to please do that, and if so, just uh, remember to click that bell so that when what... Whenever we upload new content, it'll give you a reminder and, uh, you can, you know, follow along with us in our different episodes and sessions. So, um, I'd also like to ask that you allow the Holy spirit to use you as a vessel to encourage and share wisdom. Uh, the good thing about being here live together is that we can interact with one another. And that's what we do. Um, those of you that are on Facebook, um, of course, you can uh, communicate through the chat mechanism that they have, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see it and <clears throat> we'll share it with the listeners tonight. <clears throat> but um, the Holy Spirit is given to each and every one of us, and He can speak through whoever He chooses. But the thing that I want to make um, make you aware of is that we don't know exactly who's listening from where. I mean, we can see each other here in the studio. We can probably see some of you on Facebook, but those that are listening via the internet or those that are are listening to one of our podcasts, we won't be able to see them. However, they're here because they want to hear from God. And so our prayer has always been that God would use all of us, use all of our testimonies, as a means by which to encourage people, to let them know that God is real. And that's how we actually uh, overcome Satan, It's by the blood of the lamb, which has already been provided, and by the word of our testimony. So if you do have anything you wanna share, uh, a word of encouragement, a scripture, or even a question, please feel free to let us know. And, and by all means, you're, we're more than willing to hear But thus save the Lord so um <laughs> there are um, also times when we may be saying some things that you may not understand because I know sometimes I, you know, I, I talk <clears throat> in uh, a riddle sometime, but uh, please stop us and ask us to please explain what it is. If you don't understand it, we definitely want to make sure that there's clarity there. And um, that's why I thank God for um, uh, Alicia and for Jan and the other young ladies that are here with me today because <clears throat> they are my watch guards. They are, they have a, a way and a gift of being able to uh, clarify some of the things that I might be saying. It doesn't sound too clear, but that's how the body of Christ works. Each part does its part in love. So we thank God for each and every one of you. <clears throat> but before we get started tonight, as always, we want to bathe our podcasts um, with prayer And we have Sister Paulette Williams here with us, who is always, uh, by God's grace, um, a mighty prayer warrior, and uh, God uses her greatly to cover us. And so, Paulette, could you please pray for us tonight? Yes, ma'am.
1: So Father God, we thank you. God, you knew even when she didn't have a clue how you were gonna use even her trials and tribulations, Lord, to be a blessing for others. God, because the enemy meant to kill, steal, and destroy. But you said, I'm giving you life and giving it more abundantly. So Father God, thank you, Lord, for the words that will go out this evening. Father God, prepare the hearts and, and uh, minds of people, Lord, to hear what the spirit has to say. God, we're all in different places, different journeys. But -hmm. Father God, you know what each one of us needs. Yes, you do, Lord. So Father God, let your Holy Spirit, God, have its way.
2: Yes, God,
1: and babe, the saturate us, Lord, with your word. God, Mm -hmm. we thank you. God, for giving man the ability, Lord, to come up with this Zoom. Thank you, Jesus. God, I still say. This is the meme when you said this gospel would go across the world. God, you already knew what you would do. You would use man to uh, create this. So, Father God, we just come with thanksgiving and praise. Just saying what a mighty God we serve. And Mm -hmm. in Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Praise God. And thank you so much, sis. Um, in case there are any new listeners with us tonight, I just wanted to inform you, uh, that my husband, John Davis and I oversee Charlotte Christian fellowship. It is an outreach ministry that has been set apart to proclaim the gospel and make disciples. We also host a virtual Bible study every Thursday at seven o'clock PM called new beginnings. We just began a study on the book of Ephesians, and if you're interested in joining us, by all means, please do. All you need to do is to visit our website at charlottechristianfellowship.org. There you'll find a link that will bring you right on into the virtual Zoom Bible study. So hopefully you can join us. What I wanted to do uh, tonight is uh, most of us that are on here tonight, we have over the last few weeks been um, talking about and learning about uh, this thing called apostasy. And uh, for anyone that maybe have missed that, um, that did not get a chance to listen to that, I'm just gonna do a brief recap of some of the things that, um, that we discovered. But um, I also wanted to invite you um, that if you uh, go to our YouTube channel, which is where this is gonna be posted, Um, I'll put a link there so that uh, in the description box where you can go back and listen to the previous ones, if you like, but we learned that apostasy, uh, is from the Greek word apostasia, and it means a defiance of an established system or authority, a rebellion, the abandonment of, or a breach of faith. And scripture warns us that apostasy, spiritual apostasy threatens the body of Christ in our day. Um, We understand that um, scripture gives us a warning. And it's it's a warning that we just cannot set aside. Uh, those of us who are living in this day we probably have already gotten an idea or a uh, you know revelation that you know something's not right something's not going correctly and uh, that's a true assessment it's not and it is because uh, the world has um, is right now in the throes of apostasy and the topic of our discussion tonight is even entitled uh, apost- uh, apostasy, a clear and present danger, and we learned um, that Second Thessalonians, in Second uh, Thessalonians two, Paul warned that we must not allow anyone to deceive us into thinking that Christ has already come. But he went on to explain that the day of Christ's return is has not happened yet because their first is a precursor to Christ's coming and it is the falling away or the apostasy. That has to take place first. And lo and behold, that's where we are right now. Um, he also warned that Uh, Those that are deceived are going to be condemned. And he tells us why. In John 17, 17, Jesus said that God's word is the truth. But Paul warned in his passage to the Thessalonians that those that were going to be deceived are going to be deceived because. They don't love the truth. They don't even know the truth. So there's no way for them to avoid the deception. And we also discovered that some of the um, reasons that people are so easily deceived and so easily led into apostasy is because of discontentment, dissatisfaction. And we even, haven't learned a new word called deconstruction. And we see that happening today where people are actually, even churches, are actually saying that what was written really wasn't written or that it didn't mean what it meant and that we could get from it whatever we want to get from it. And so we see that the world has fallen into the hands of the prophetic words that warned us anybody that is following Jesus Christ know what the warnings are, and if they don't, we need to check them out, but apostasy is one of them. Falling away from the truth that was once delivered, that's what apostasy is all about. So we also learned uh, about three powerful agents that are a part of our sinful nature that is also at work to make it easy for us to leave the faith. And so I'm actually going to uh, pull that up and read it. It's coming from 1 John, the second chapter, and um, verses 15 through 17. And it says this Uh, hold on for just a second. 1 John 2. It says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is in it. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but it is of the world. And so we see these three elements that are spoken of here in 1 John, we discovered that it started in the garden with Eve. Had it um, not been for the enemy deceiving her, she had a conversation with him and he basically told her that what God had told her was not true. Jesus said that God's word is truth. Satan says God's word isn't truth. So you can see that this deconstruction of the truth that's taking place before us today, we know the source of it. It's the enemy. And so we want to be mindful that we don't allow anyone to deceive us in that way because we're expecting to see our king. We're expecting that when Jesus cracked those skies to come to redeem us unto himself, we're going to be taken up out of here. And so if we're deceived, if we're going to go for a lot of the rhetoric that we hear going around the world today, then uh, there's a strong possibility that we might be deceived. So God is saying, if you stick to the script, stick to what's written, because the truth is all there. Even the things that we are watching happening before us today, it's all there. The whole story from the beginning right up until the end is there clearly written for you so that you can comprehend, so that you can know and be prepared for the things that are to come. So in our effort uh, not to be counted among the fallen, as Paul described, we must first realize that the apostasy is here. And we also have to realize our nation's role in it. And some of the things that we brought up that helped to remind us of the fact that that we're involved in it is when in God we trust was removed from our currency, when prayer was taken out of our schools, and when our government made it lawful to do what God called an abomination, they made it legal. And so all of those, along with a myriad of other things that we're watching happen before our eyes, it helps us to understand the times in which we're living. So I wanted to close out this conversation on apostasy by recognizing that as citizens of the kingdom of God, we have to arm ourselves against this apostasy that is sweeping across the world. So what I wanted us to do tonight is to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to us through his word some of the things that um, we need to be aware of to help guard our hearts and keep us from falling away. And so um, I'm going to ask you to help me as we as I share what these passages of scriptures are. And we don't want to just uh, move past them. We want to get a real comprehension of what God is saying to us through these scriptures. So the first one is Matthew 22:37. And then if someone else could get John
2: 14:15. We'll just start with those two. And don't forget you got to unmute yourself if you want to be heard or else we can't hear you. I have Matthew 22,
3: Matthew, this is Carmen, Matthew 22, verse 37. Yes, dear. Is that what you said? Okay. I'm reading from the NIV version. Um,
0: oh, okay. <laughs> got to take my glasses off so I can see. Hold on. <laughs> oh, don't you talk about taking your glasses. I got two <laughs> <laughs> Um. Are you sure this is
2: it?
3: Twenty-two, thirty-seven. Okay. Yeah reply, "Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind."
0: Exactly.: is- oh, no. Exactly. He said, this is the first commandment, but yes, if there's anything that will aid us in guarding our hearts from deception, it's going to be our love for our God. Do you agree? I mean it's the it's a reason it was one of it was the first commandment because when we really love God guess what we're going to do what he asks us to do right anyone else as it relates to Matthew
2: 22:37 I think um I like the fact that it it says it
3: separately that we must love with all of our heart all of our mind all of our soul because people may say or think they love God but is it really embedded in your soul to where you love him so much that you want to serve him with your mind with your body and that means like
2: you
3: said comes with contingencies and those contingencies are easy because you know what? He gave us everything we need. We don't need anything else. So why would, and where else will we turn? So Amen. everything up to him, my mind, my body, and my soul, it it came easier the closer and closer I, I, I knew him and his word.
2: Yes,
0: yes. And that is so critical because, and we mentioned this last week, that we know love looks like something. It's not this, you know, warm, fuzzy feeling, which for a long time has been a constant um, derivative of what loving God is. No, it's not the warm, fuzzy feeling, because sometimes it's going to cause a little pain. But the, the, the the point of it is if we truly love him and he begins out with your, what your heart, there has to be, um, uh, have to have been an encounter with him for you to even love him like that. You just don't say love God and then just walk away and, and, and say, that's what it is. No, but we love God. Why?
1: Why
0: do we love God? Because he first loved us. There it is. That is the um, foundation upon this love that we should have for him. Because if we have heard the gospel message and we realize
2: that we were doomed to destruction, that we were appointed for hell,
0: but that God had mercy on us and sent his son to redeem us to take our punishment oh if that doesn't make a grateful heart then you you won't have a grateful heart you won't have one if you don't believe it and the contingency is that you've got to believe this that's what the john three sixteen says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would what believe on him Believe that he came, believe that he is who God says he is, and that he did what God sent him to do. Because once you realize that, that you no longer have this this, uh, death sentence hanging over your head anymore, you've been set free. And if that doesn't stir up love in your heart for God, then I don't know what will. But like you said, Carmen, it's also a love that talks about what goes on in our souls, our bodies, our minds—all of those things, because they will line up with in, in our lives as we what as we strive to please Him. Anyone else have um, something to share about that passage?
4: I would just um, take a look because I'm you know I'm a dev- I devour God's word word by word. <laughs> comma by comma, um, but uh, love the Lord your God, so loving the, the Lord, I, I'm parking the word Lord, right, yes, so it's, 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 yeah, so when it's Lord, it's like you get guarded by the fact that he's Lord, he's got mm-hmm. control, he's the boss, we yield to him, uh, that's that relationship, uh, you're able to, it's not, it's, it's God, it's Lord God, I'm loving the boss of me, the lover of my soul. He's the master of the universe. So there's yeah, power yeah. in understanding the significance of who we're lavishing this love on. Yes. Ain't nobody like him.
0: <laughs> that's right.
4: And the fact
0: that he first loved you, this, this word, Lord, in capital letters, L-O-R-D, um, Adonai, the, 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 the almighty one, that's our God. And to think that this little me- meager peon of a life is being loved by the one who created everything I see.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's the part that blows my mind. That he would even think of me. Huh? David says, what is man that you so mindful of him? You're the creator of everything. You can go. I mean, you do wh- you, whatever your heart's desire. He has no need of little peons like us. But we see his word declares that he does love us because he created us for himself. Yes. Yeah. So if we start there, if we can start with the love of God, that we believe God loves us. Because if we believe God loves us, it'll help to develop the right mindset about life and about how we conduct ourselves, about how we talk or how we interact with other people all of that will be governed by this new mindset that you know the creator of all things is my father and he loves me. And what do we want to do? We want to reciprocate that love. Of course we can never give it on the level that he uh, loves us but just start with what we do have That's and right. as he can yes and as he continues to reveal himself to you as he can continues to lead and guide you and bless your life, Oh, yeah, your love will grow. It won't stay at the same stage, stage it was at the beginning. Will it to Wanda? <laughs> Amen. Now, yeah, it won't. Who's uh, got John 14, 15? I saw somebody.
5: I do. I have it right here. Okay. I got to be like everybody else and take off them glasses. <laughs> well, not if you too. <laughs> if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And that is um, the standard english standard version
0: very simple he's letting us know that loving him looks like something amen amen he said you got to keep my commandments you've got to do as i say this isn't about you anymore if you love me that's where you're going to go you're going to want to know what pleases him you're going to want to know the things that he commands of us because you, you love him and you want to be able to, you you want to do the things that he wants us to do. Amen. Anyone else have anything to share from that passage of scripture about keeping his commandments?
2: And he even went, go ahead, honey. You can go ahead. I was going to say he even went so far
0: as to make it very plain uh this this um his commandments and he uh shared that it's all predicated on one word love you see because if we love god we'll do what he says if we love our neighbor we're going to do the kind of things that will bless them because we're going to treat them like we treat ourselves and then he says, "So all, all the law and all the prophets, what they wrote and all that kind of stuff, hinges upon that revelation that we that we understand. Mm-hmm. Love is a principal thing. Love for God, love for our fellow man, and loving ourselves, because if we don't love ourselves, none of that other stuff is going to work. And I don't mean the kind of love where we are lavishing ourselves with trinkets and all that other kind of stuff. That's not what he means. The the love that we have for ourselves is the fact that God loved us, making us of great value. You understand what I'm saying? God sent his son, okay, the best that heaven had, God sent to redeem us from the curse of the law, to save us from, from Satan's trickery, and to forgive us of our sins. He's taking care of all of that and that's what frees us up to love others even as we love ourselves so we can value ourselves because god values
5: us any questions or any other comments no i think that word love is mandatory it's like when you think of god lord god almighty you think of love when you think of his son you think of sacrifice the love he had that he sacrificed himself yes the one for us and i think about that every day like all the crap that i was buried in he still saw purpose for me me not thinking of nobody else but just me me always calling myself insignificant he -hmm. saw a purpose for me i thought i was buried too deep that he wasn't gonna be able to reach me nobody was i couldn't even reach me Yet yeah. he saw me.
6: That's right. Yes, yes.
5: So I when I think of God, I think of the agape, that uncomparable love, that mm-hmm. unchanging love, that most precious love that you can get. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Amen.
0: It doesn't get any better than that. Not at all. When you come into the comprehending. This, uh, like you call it, the agape love, the God kind of love. It's not based on conditions. You see, he didn't save us because we were good. Because we had all our ducks lined up in a row. You see what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, the scripture says, while we were yet sinning, rebelling against him, he sent his son to die for us. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I know I did.
5: Huh? I, I ran and hid, and he still came. He didn't stop. He didn't stop.
2: Yes, he pursued you. <laughs> That's our God, all right. Anyone else? All righty. So we're looking at uh, some
0: of the things in God's word that would help us to guard our hearts and keep us. From falling into this state of apostasy. The next scripture um, is someone will get Joshua 1.8. And someone else, if you could get Philippians
2: 4.8. Joshua 1.8 and Philippians 4.8. Anyone got Joshua yet? Okay, well, I'll do. I'll read it. And I'm reading in the New
0: King James Version. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success what do you all hear if we're talking about um uh, scriptures that help us to guard our hearts and keep us away from falling away what did you hear spoken to us
2: in Joshua 1 8 What steps? Meditating on his
6: word day and night, right? And that means um, you read the word and then you think of it. And for me, whenever I am perplexed or just in a state of uneasiness, I think of certain scriptures and over and over and over, let it sink in um, to calm my spirit and to remind myself who I am and who God is to me. Amen. Um, so that meditation on, on that word. And sometimes I'll wake up in the morning, like I woke up this morning uh, thinking about Peter and walking on water, you know, and or a song that come to my because you know, I've been meditating on his word.
0: So. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the greatest things that helps to appropriate this meditating on it day and night, It's not necessarily getting up and, 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 um, uh, having to open up a Bible Bible passage, but David put it this way. He says, your word have I hid in my heart. Mm -hmm. It's there and it's alive and it comes up when you need it. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Just like you, you wake up in the morning, you don't have your Bible. You just wake up and you've got, you know, things on your mind from the word of God. And that's what happens when we develop a relationship with God's word, you see? So it's not a hit and miss thing. This is, a, he says daily, day and night. So that means that we would have that kind of a relationship with his word. Anyone else see anything?
3: Yeah, I did. Um,
0: okay.
3: I stopped at always on your lips. And
2: what
3: I took from that is, that is how we combat the enemy mm-hmm. those out there that are trying to deceive us we have to keep his word on our lips in our mouth in our mind so that we go yes. to talk you know when the devil's saying one thing you go back and say Mm-mm, nope nope and let and matter of fact I will give you um uh, something just happened this week um my sister um she was She was like, Carmen, you're moving, you're getting this house and you're moving far away from me. Can you get out of it? Because I don't, I'm worried about you. I'm concerned about you. And you're going to be out there by yourself. And she just kept going. And then immediately the devil put doubt in my mind, but I immediately was able to say, "Mm -mm. no, I can do all things through Christ. Jesus will cover me. He will have me. And I trust him. And I told I said, I trust him. I said, and you was trying to put, I said, you was trying to put doubt in my head. And I said, see how the enemy will attack just that fast. And had I not known and had a relationship with my father, I would have fall fallen into that trap and started thinking, well, maybe she's right. Maybe, you know, but she don't know. I went to him before I even said, yes, I'll take the house. I went to him before I said, is this the house? I went to him and I said, Lord, if there's anything, I know that you will let me know. And
0: I'll
3: just do, I'll do what you say do. So she was like, oh, (laughs) see what you did, what you tried to do. The devil was trying to look, use you just that quick. So it was a learning moment for her. it's because for me it just is that obedience to his word knowing knowing how to fight you know and it has to be on your lips constantly
0: yes And, and 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 the uh the part about keeping the his word in your mouth you know is um definitely about us you know being readily able to speak the word of god Mm-hmm. In season or out of season
2: mm-hmm.
0: that we uh, are not timid. we have a mandate from our, our Lord to proclaim the gospel. you see so that's that is you know a part of this this uh, being able to, um, to not let this word depart out of your mouth is speaking forth truth, especially in the lives of our loved ones and the meditating on it day and night. And then finally, do what it says Mm -hmm. that we may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Now, I don't want us to get into work mode. That's not exactly what the Holy Spirit is designed for us to see. Because the Bible lets us know that God says, I'll do the work in you. Our role is to surrender and let him. Amen. Who's got Philippians 4.8? I mean, any, anybody else on first, on um, Joshua 1.8? Any questions?
4: I, I'll just add this um, while somebody's looking up the Philippians. On, on the, um, the thought about keeping his word on our lips, and it's, 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 it's such a um, sustaining um, force in our body and need, uh, even Jesus, as he got tempted into the wilderness over in Matthew 4, uh, when he was talking to the enemy, and he says, "Aren't you hungry?" and he's like, "You know, I, I don't live by bread alone." He's saying that you know the word that comes out of the mouth of God—that is what is sustaining. Oh, so yeah. even Jesus, the Lord Jesus Himself, referenced the Word of God. Yes, to rebuke the enemy. So mm-hmm. it just is not just you know it, again, Jesus is man and son of son of God. Uh, So in his humanity, he understood the value and the importance of saying, I got to take this in, not because I have to, not because it's like a little ritual that I sit down and do a little ditty. He was saturated. Um, You know, uh, we use the word meditate. I like to use the word marinate, right?
2: (laughs) A lot that's of women, if like you cook
4: that and not cook, you know what, what marinate means, right? Yes, you just yes. got to let that thing simmer and, and linger and, and get all up in you, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And that's what Jesus, he was marinating in, in, with the Father, hearing his word. So that's what I, I think of as well. It's just a necessary soaked in and out. Not a quick little yes. ditty that you do in the morning. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the saturation, Yes, that. And the deeper, the more you saturate it, the more marinate, isn't that the best, the best? Amen. Best flavor.
5: That's right, <laughs> like, get your flavor. <laughs> That's flavor. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right, I love it, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's like the more you saturate yourself with it, Yes. The more, um, the more it starts transforming how you respond, what comes out of your mouth, everything changes.
0: Yep. Yes, yep, exactly. And, mm-hmm. and she's definitely on it because that was the example that our savior left us for how mm-hmm. we deal with the lies of Satan, because he's coming at us with it. Mm-hmm. That's right. But um, if we will follow his pattern and get into that, but the, but the key to being able to follow his pattern is to know the word mm-hmm. spending time there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. All righty. Philippians four, eight, anyone.
6: I have it. Miss Nadine. Go ahead, baby. I'm- I'm reading from NIV. Okay. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Yes. What is that saying? That is just, that is my, I have been, that, I have that, scripture but actually from 4-4 to 4-9 on my wall in my prayer room there and when you say it says the Lord is near and it helps me to regulate my thought life right Mm
5: -hmm. as I talked
6: to you earlier it helps me to shift my focus right Mm -hmm. when I'm thinking crazy thoughts or negativity is coming at me left hook jab right and it's like mm -mm. right my Mm -hmm. heavenly father loves me because he loves me, he only wants what is good for me. Even mm-hmm. though I may want that, he, I, it may not be good for me. So I'm going to trust him. So these are the thoughts that I have to think about, right? To right. remind myself that I am a child of the most high God, that he sees me and that he desires me to become more like his son. Hallelujah. And sometimes that's a pruning process. It is. Sometimes it hurts, but sometimes it's a loving process. Right. So if I think that it's all for the good of God's glory, right. Mm -hmm. I'm able, I'm
0: able to, to sustain
6: and go through it. So it's the thinking, the good
0: thoughts. Amen. And believe it or not, all of it's, it's provided through God's love, Mm -hmm. even the good, the bad and the ugly, all of it is a part of his purpose. And so he uses it. Uh, my friend, um, uh, Brenda, you saw, we say nothing is wasted in God's economy. Nothing. Mm -hmm. He uses every bit of it for his glory and for our betterment, you see. But this is dealing with our mindset Mm -hmm. and how we think about things, how we respond to the things that uh, may transpire in our lives. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And if you notice, there's not one negative thing on this list. Mm -mm. Not one. Mm-hmm. so with that to me that to me that says when i do hear the negative thoughts coming to my mind i know that it's not coming from the lord you got to take it captive right, right. you got to. it up come on now <laughs> <laughs> we go in right there it is a part of everything that, because the bible says as a man thinketh <laughs> in his heart so there is a connection between mm-hmm. how we think how we feel. And so, I mean, even when we were doing, um, Dr. Um, um, Neil Anderson's study, he made that plain that how we respond to things in life is based on what we think about it. You see, whatever we think about it, whether it's good, bad, or bad, or indifferent, we're going to respond out of, out of that. Mm
2: -hmm. So if our
0: mindset has been changed, and that's the whole process that the holy spirit has begun in us he says we gotta uh uh, be transformed by the renewing of our minds Mm -hmm. and even that is something that comes through uh as we continue to study god's word but that mindset has got to change as a matter of fact that's what metanoia or repentance is all about Mm
2: -hmm.
0: being able to change your mind to turn and go the other direction amen Amen. Oh, and that
6: it, I think it. I think that it's a process as well. Oh, and and Carmen has a com- comment here. She says, "Praise God for the pruning process. That is love." See Corinthians, um, Second Corinthians, 10, five, but,
0: Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go there next. But okay. Go ahead.
6: What were you saying, Cheryl? I, I was just saying that it, you know, God's love is. It's. I, I, I forgot what I was going to say, so I'm not going to. Yeah, you,
0: you were talking about the process. The whole transformation um, of our lives happens over time.
6: Oh, it does! It does! It does! It is an it, absolutely it's a process. So oftentimes, I would get so frustrated with myself because I the renewing of my mind. So I'd read the scripture, but but it was things weren't changing. But it was a process because there was some deep-seated things that had to change, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a belief system. First is believing that I am loved by God. That had to really sink in it's and it had to marinate mm-hmm. on that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and yeah. believe that. And, even, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, not until some of the most horrific things happened to me did I really feel loved by God? I, I know it just seems strange, but I'm, I'm praying God, asking God for something to transpire and to change in my marriage. And I'm trusting him. I said, I trust you with my marriage. And I, you know, I love God, but, but it was just something different. But when he took my husband instead of fixing the marriage, and he took my husband instead, I was like, Lord, are you serious? But he's like, trust me. Do you trust me? And his love for me just was so evident. And it just showered on me that I had peace. I had provision. I had, and I knew that I was loved by God. I knew it. He had removed someone that he had placed, you know, your husband, you know, all that. God said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm gonna move him out the way. And I'm gonna be the lover of your soul. And you're going to experience that, and that um, I don't have no other words, but just thank
5: you. <laughs> dance, don't it? make you want to dance.
0: <laughs> oh, glory to God, glory to God! That's good stuff, though, Cheryl. It really <laughs> is. And that's how it goes. That's how it goes. You know, when you're in it, it doesn't look like it goes that way. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And and I just wanted to say that for those of you that might be listening, that you may be in it right now. You may be in in the in the fiery furnace. You know what I'm saying, and um, and you're not you're not sensing any of those things, but be encouraged by what you hear because if you just wait on the Lord, you're His daughter, and He loves you with an everlasting love, and He's promised you that I'm going to work it all out. Mm-hmm. Just let patience have its perfect work with you. The whole process of the trials and the tribulations that we endure, no, they don't feel good but they have a purpose, whether we know it or not. Mm-hmm. They're going to make us trust God. Mm-hmm. Because once he's brought us out and we've seen his mighty hand do these great things, we'll remember the, when the next skirmish comes, because there's something else coming, you see. But you'll be ready for it. You'll be a lot readier for it than you were for the last skirmish last, uh, that you had. Thanks, Cheryl, so, mm-hmm. so much for being transparent and sharing that. Okay, who's got 2 Corinthians 10, 5 through 6? Carmen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is
3: me and my sister's scripture for the week too. Um, 5 and 6, it reads, um, we of the world, sorry, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make Obedient to Christ, obedient to Christ. I love that part. We make obedient to Christ. And we will be, excuse me, and we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your
2: obedience is complete. Listen. that's That's right. So you've got
0: to take um, you've got to take this seriously about the thoughts that you entertain. That come into your mind because just as we heard uh, just as the, the situation went down in the garden that conversation that eve had satan will draw us into conversations with him lies that he wants to, to tell us don't go there what she says cast down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So if I know God loves me, I'm not gonna receive this negative information that the enemy is getting ready to to try to deposit in me most of the time to instill fear. You see, when fear steps in, then you get frantic. Well, then you start trying to fix things yourself or come up with your own remedy, especially if God don't work fast enough for you. You don't wanna go there. Anyone else here uh, have a revelation from that second Corinthians?
5: Yes, learning to have patience, that waiting moment. That waiting moment can be the hardest process, but in that waiting moment, that's when you learn so much, not only about your father, but about yourself and the patience that you can endure. We okay. are so quick to rush and do stuff. We want it when we want it, and we want it right yep. there, no explanation. That's right. That's right. Sometimes it's, it's, it's good to just slow down and just wait a minute. Enjoy that waiting process. Do what you're supposed to do in that waiting moment. And then when it's time for you to move, he will let you know it's time to move. Yes, he will. Amen. Amen. I
0: would like
1: to add, based on that scripture, taking every thought captive. And the 90s was rough for me. And that was my intent to just pull them down and they beat me down. And I'll always say, this was not my idea, but the Lord's. But he gave me Isaiah 26 and three. Thou would keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Yeah. I couldn't put it in my head cause it was such a battle going on. I wrote it on a piece of paper I kept it in my pocket and I looked at it every, just all the time. And that was so beneficial for me to keep my mind on him. Yeah, I had to remind myself that way because I wasn't doing so well on my own. But with that paper, I was reminded of the goodness of the Lord throughout my day, and that was for me. But I still say it wasn't my idea. God, the idea came to me, but I know that came from the Lord. You know
2: where it came because from.
1: My struggles.
0: So yes, praise God. Absolutely, the 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 things that God has provided for us and made available to us. Um. You know, when he reveals it to you, I I, I agree. Write it down, especially if it's, uh, you know, a situation or something that you're going through and you need to remember that scripture, write it down. I know most folks got journals and things like that that they keep, but, you know, put a big square around it because uh, those are, I think, uh, what I call those um, Ebenezer moments when God reveals a deeper, a deep um, revelation to you that's pertinent to where you are in your in your development, in your walk and in your life. Um, we're getting down to the wire now. So I'm going to want to uh, close out with Jude 1, verse 24 and 25. If someone can read that, Jude 1, there's only one chapter in Jude, verses 24 and 25.
2: i get it okay Um, now all glory
4: to god this is the nlt version now all glory to god who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault all glory to him who alone is god our savior through jesus christ our lord all glory majesty power and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen.
0: Amen. Does that settle it for us? Now unto him who is able to what? Keep us from falling away. We need to put our trust in Jesus because that's that's our ticket Mm -hmm. to not falling away. It's putting our trust, our faith, our hope, loving, embracing, meditating on his word, just focusing on Jesus. And what he's provided to us through his word is enough to keep us from
2: falling. Amen. Any questions? Any cl- uh, clarifications needed or anything like that?
0: Well, that settles that. And thank you all ladies. We are closing out uh, our series on apostasy and we will, uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll be moving on to the next series um, that we've got. And uh, uh, next week, um, I've got a special guest is going to be presenting uh, to us. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you'll be, please come back and join us and and hear the um, encouragement and the word that God has deposited Um, in her heart. Um, And I think I sent um, a message out to most of our core team that um, we're going to be asking God to continue to use you also to um, provide us with content for our podcast. And so even you ladies, if there is a particular topic or subject or issue or anything like that that you would like to, for us to, 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 uh, discuss, um, by all means, just email me and let me know what that is. And, um, we'll try to put it in our, in our, um, in our bucket. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Good to see you, Elnora. Another, um, awesome woman of God. God has brought her through so much. And I just thank Thank you for hanging in there, sis, and joining us tonight, and uh, I'm just going to ask Cheryl if she don't mind closing us out tonight, please.
6: Most gracious and heavenly Father, we're just so thankful, thankful for this time together and thankful for your word, Lord, your word that is just, just means so much to us. It gives us the guidance that we need, the wisdom that we need, Lord. And so, Lord, as we take this word that you've provided to us, let us live our lives in a manner that is pleasing to you. Keep each of us safe and protected and experiencing your love, Lord. And all this I ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
0: Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you, ladies. Ladies, ladies.
0: Love you you too, darling. Thank you all for joining us. And uh, hopefully we can be together next
2: week. Love you. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye-bye.